0: Uh, so we were just talking the short that duke is in that i directed red dress is coming out tomorrow 8 a.m he totally knocked it out of the park so did i it's an incredible film and i'm stoked for everyone to see
1: i i'm so excited just because your enthusiasm and it's only taken Three months. <laughs> <laughs> it's been you know, a why? long time, bro. It, it has been a long rendition. Um, what is the occasion? Is it part of 31 Days of Halloween?
0: Part of 31 Days. We finally got the color in. We were kind of sitting on it, to be honest.
1: There was other things, um, yeah.
0: In between. Yeah, but dude, it's like you make – I've made so much shit to this point that it's like when I have something and all the elements come together and I'm looking at it and it's really – good like you can tell it's it's like a cut above the stuff we usually do so you're gonna love it bro it's good
1: shit i'm honored man i mean it felt like there's a lot of cool moments and stuff when we were doing it and everything was there you kind of when you film something you just know that there's like a energy that's gonna capture on camera i mean they say they say play to camera or they say like oh the camera loves you i never really knew what any of that bs meant and I don't think it's anything to worry about, but you do know if you're having fun yeah, and telling the story and getting into it and feeling creative, it's, it's a beautiful process. Dude, one of the best moments is that last shot
0: where it goes from Donald, the actor playing opposite you, to you. It's a close-up on your face. You're looking to the right, then you stare straight in frame, and then you clink your glass. It's fucking dope, bro. It's so so good. Did I have
1: that little rhythmic swagger to it as well, or a little shimmy? <laughs> bro, you
0: had that shimmy. You had
1: that uh, American Psycho thing going on, bro. It's good. It was. It, it lends itself to all of that American Psycho. My thing was Clockwork Orange that I was thinking of. Clockwork and Orange, yeah. For me, dude, especially with something that's kind of like symbolic, like that, or there's like beats and it's very like uh, visual. I, and it always helps to have kind of like an idea in my mind of what I'm inspired by. I Randomly, I heard of, like, I'm not comparing myself to him, but Nicolas Cage, he talked about when he was doing movies, he would always, for a part, kind of take inspiration from, even for him, like paintings and stuff, in order to inform what the vibe he was going to channel into that story was. You know, you already have it on the page. It's already written, but to really like flesh it out and make the most of it, I think it helps to have a visual in mind that you can kind of totally tap into and try to channel. Totally. And it was a character you usually don't play. You're
0: usually playing like the kind of, you know, silly kind of, yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. More comedic, more, but also you've got, I mean, you had in your arsenal more serious kind of dramatic stuff.
1: Like yeah, like, rat roll kind of right, or was that prat a rat roll? Which I'm excited for it to come out. Of course, yeah. it's like going to film festivals, you know. But uh, and then like I mean, all the stuff that I've really done on air, the two lifetime movies, uh, both very serious. You play what? Like a young doctor? Some Might shape. as well be. Uh, and in the one I play young, the one that I just did, a young business person. I forget. Yeah, But even specific- And then the other one, I actually play like a senior. Uh, in high school quarterback, the football team that helped solve a murder.
0: What's cool is, bro, you'll watch Red Dress and it's this flavor I've never seen from you before. And like, I think actors should be more opened up to doing more things, like kind of improving their range and seeing what kinds of different roles they can do. Because if the casting director only saw you in this Red Dress thing, they'd be pushing you for the Anthony Perkins type psycho, like American psycho type shit because you see it all the expression and all that stuff is right there i can't wait to put it on my reel very bro
1: yeah i'm honored man and honestly i've been watching a little bit of like my cousin's tv show and it's it's like young adult dramatic uh relationship in college type thing, but it deals with like very dark subjects death and grief and stuff and and i look at the guy her boyfriend who's great and he's a great dude in real life and i'm like fuck he's able to do this, like, darker character that's an asshole. And he, by the way, brings a lot of comedy to it, a lot of levity, and that's why it works, is because right. on the page he's, he does these bad things, but within it he's, you know, fun and, and interesting and helpful to other people in a way. Yeah. And uh, so you got to be able to play that, but in order to get those darker roles, you have to have stuff like this. And honestly, yeah, I'd like, we've talked about time and time again, I don't have a wheelhouse that i like to do more than others really i mean i just want to make stuff that's good just want to make stuff that's good you know so uh but in order to do that sometimes you you have to force it down their throats so it's good to have someone like you in my corner that's like oh dude i haven't seen because yeah dude
0: people aren't gonna people don't see the vision until you do it it's the whole chicken and egg thing you have have the product and then they're like oh you can do this thing
1: that's why it's kind of fun for me I mean it even starts with little things like i did my headshots in the last six months that i have two set of headshots that are like really kind of like moody and like intense visuals i have them on my instagram and like also like kind of sci-fi vibes too and, so, and like and i think they really work i got great feedback on them and then also me doing this company value mentality is like vintage and funny but very sort of like vogue uh i mean that's gonna show people side of me that's not goofy either and stuff and um just interesting i think you constantly have to reinvent yourself but to me it's also fun like getting to work on different stuff and playing with audiences perceptions and stuff anyway totally bro and i also
0: love seeing actors who are like playing one thing and you see them in something else they totally
1: flipped it sometimes that really works it's just playing with audience perceptions again yes one way and it's like that's what so many people care about too they're like oh this actor they're in White Lotus. They were normally so serious before that. Sydney Sweeney, she's from Euphoria. Oh, but now she's so funny in this and smart. Uh, Dude, it's so
0: crazy how perception shifts like that. Like a good example I can think of is Vera Farmiga. She was known as like the sex symbol. Back to the back horror.
1: From, you
0: love your horror always, but yeah. but it's the transition there, bro. Because she wasn't always known for that. She was known as like the ingenue type. She she was in The Departed. Like yep. 06. Yep. She was always playing those roles. And then she started doing the Bates Motel and the Conjuring. And now everyone knows her as that.
1: To me, that was humbly, that came off as she faded after the departed. And somehow, I don't I look, she's fantastic and she's one of the most one of the most like respected people in Hollywood, I would assume. But like I she was cool and departed i didn't think sure like, <laughs> that exciting at all as a therapist yeah, yeah i agree i, I totally that. agree and then after that i think she kind of like faded out a little bit and then i like saw her come back in the conjuring personally and that just revived i bet i don't think the conjuring was the prettiest penny on the street at that time and mm-hmm. it ended up blowing away people's expectations and uh Q huge she revival
0: telling in that role, bro. There's yeah, that, that one, fun. there's the one moment where it's like the slow-mo of her screaming. Like, you know what I'm talking about? In the documentary, they show to the whole class in the very beginning, and it like freeze frames on her, and that's in the trailer and shit. I'm way too I'm way more into this than you are, but like that moment is like as an actor, bro, she completely let go to the point of like hysteria and freaking out. And that is something that I'm seeing more and more now as a horror director, I have to look out for actors who can actually play fear in a natural, completely like letting go, not guarded at all, totally vulnerable. And that is one of the hardest things I think you can do as an actor is put yourself
1: in that place. That's a good point. I, I'm literally thinking the same thing watching this show today it's not horror but they're so natural in these situations they're so like really there it seems like you know they're completely playing the role authentically of these moments not inhibited in the slightest and i'm just like okay it's another level it's another level you got to continuously keep no matter what the circumstances are you got to keep bringing life to that and not get caught acting, you can't act you just it's got to actually be taking place in that moment and be free, and that is fun when you nail it, it even when you're doing a horror film it's fun when you nail it but it's you know you, you have to go deep sometimes in those areas It's fun to go deep, but uh like you said there's you got to take that ceiling right off and keep going freer and freer and freer fun bro,
0: my girlfriend autumn, who you know? She took four years of acting with me. That's where we met. And she's just recently gotten back into it. We're especially in 31 days of shorts and stuff. She's been acting in a bunch of them and really getting the bug again. And the reason she gave it up in the beginning was because she would get so lost in like a character that it kind of, it would like stick with her. When you go on a set and you're doing a role, does something ever stick with you? Are you ever like the Bradley Cooper who just finished American Psycho and he's still wearing his
1: sneakers after he's wrapped? Um, when I did pretty smart in Netflix and I had the gonorrhea. Uh, yeah. I took that home with me <laughs> <laughs> for about a month there. I thought I really had the disease. Bro commitment. Yeah. That's <laughs> fascinating. Here, Honestly, I don't want to like take away from that. I don't have a good enough answer. Like, that's incredible to me so your girlfriend who what's her job at the moment again i know she works in the film business
0: yeah film business within
1: aerospace
0: well in a brief what is that she's like uh she produces their films and stuff that they do for the company and how long has she been doing that for Uh, a couple years she's a She's right. not, I mean, she's still on, like, the film side of, like, being on sets and stuff and organizing and whatever, but
1: uh, she was directly in film industry when she worked at CAA before. And the point is, all right, so she's seeing very creative sides of the film industry. She's running and gunning. She's at a point where, like, a lot of actors don't ever get to experience the real film business, you know, until they get to the one zero point zero 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 one percent So a lot of people that I know as well that are kind of these, like, business side of the film industry, they experience storytelling and making movies much more than most actors do. Um, that being said, so now a lot of people, you know, that they have these acting backgrounds, and you and your girlfriend went to, like, an intense, like, acting uh, degree for four years. Like, that's... A lot of it but, was bullshit,
0: which I know you know, too.
1: Like, these programs... Right? Yes, they're not as uh, Mm -hmm. practical as we might like them to be. And most of these people leave honestly feeling like psyched out of acting. You guys decided you didn't want to act after seeing if that's acting. And then the little that I've talked to you about acting and stuff afterwards, you're like, you've literally responded like, well, the way that you just put it, that sounds a lot more. Love your
0: perspective. I wish you were one of my professors, bro. It means a lot, man. we We
1: need that kind of practical yeah. I wish I had me too. And I don't think it's, <laughs> it's not, I don't mean to be cocky, but it's just, it's just simple. It's like it's not limited to me either. Yeah. It's just and obvious. Bro, the thing is too,
0: one of the best actors that I've ever worked with and I've worked with him so many times, bro. Um, I don't know if you've met him, Greg, Greg Rosenberg. Have you met that guy? Which one was he again? Actually, he wasn't on. He wasn't on either of the sets you we were on. Okay, but um, he's been in a lot of my shorts. And dude, his day job is like something completely outside of entertainment. I yeah. think he works for like a hospital or some shit. Okay. And he uh, or he's a scientist. And bro, he's one of the most natural, best, most compelling actors that I've ever worked with. Okay. And I told him, bro, never take an acting class. Like I'm gonna keep putting you in shit. Just whatever you're doing, just keep doing that thing because. He's himself, but within the circumstance of the scene. And he just clicks into it and he gets it. And he can memorize a, like a whole page of dialogue within a couple hours.
1: So, you know, it's like... What does that tell you? Um, and I don't think either some people have it and some people don't too. I think I can teach anyone to act and portray a character, portray a situation, portray a line. Yeah. the best of their abilities and, and get into it. Now, but back to like Autumn... Kind of getting the bug again, but also like recognizing that like what she didn't like about it before was that she would get too into the story, too into the character. First of all, I think that's a good problem to have. That means at least she recognizes role-playing and she gets into the role. I I was in acting classes with so many people that they never felt any type of, you know, they knew they had potential maybe, but they didn't have any real like they weren't role-playing. They weren't in it, they didn't feel the world or get into the richness of the story. I saw so many actors that were just robotic and so insecure and, and understandably. So like they had these teachers that didn't tell them, they didn't inspire them to get into the story. Yeah. It was all a miscommunication and it became about them and personalizing things rather than getting into the imagination. There's no imagination. So when your girlfriend Autumn says like she's too into the story and stuff, and that actually comes into her real life. That's kind of badass. And think about—I always go back to this. People are like, oh, you know, it's crazy if you're playing this role that's so dark. Apply it to a comedy. Kind of badass, you know. If, if you're Anchorman and you're Ron Burgundy, that's—you think Will Ferrell has a problem getting out of it? Hell no. And he applies that same thing to serious stuff. And look, if you if you do, it's like I always tell people, no, not a bad problem. To but where it does get a little, I suppose, like uh, I could see an area for nervousness is like when you see something in a character where you're like, "Oh, well, that person I'm supposed to be playing this heartthrob, and they're so much cooler than I am in real life. Maybe I should just bring that on into my real life," and then you start, start acting on that rabbit a hole. Way. They start acting. Not not that that's <laughs> even the worst thing either. Like you know, in real life, you know, we're all acting anyway, but. uh, the world's it's a stage. stage. Yes, all the world's a stage. One man in his life plays many parts. The child. Uh, I, I used to know that whole speech. Um, the point is, is when you start thinking too much about, like, oh, well, I can take on this thing from this character in real life, but I don't... Interesting. It, that just means I, I think in real life you have to just try to be a, the boss of your mind anyway, you know? And so if you're bringing yeah. your acting parts in your real life, it's like, no, learn to, like, tell yourself, like, mental health stuff. Like, self-help no be at peace nothing is worse right. nothing is worth giving up your peace for and you know make the most out of today don't focus on the future all the little stuff i think is yeah. i had to get really good at that mental practice in order to be able to be professional about acting and not let acting get
0: to me dude you got to be in charge of your minds and this business is so volatile and unpredictable that you have to have all your ducks in a row. You got to have, you got to approach every day with like, you know, it's kind of all a balancing act. You got to figure out what works for you. Me personally, like, dude, finding something outside of, and look, three podcasts ago when we were talking and I'm like so fucking intense about like, this is my life. Like one track and you're you're always like, Jacob, you know, got to have a balanced life and be well-rounded and do all these other things. (laughs) finally taking on something like jujitsu, which I'm getting super into, bro, is dropping into the physicality of that and having something outside that's like challenging and, and, you know, instead of thinking all the time, you're really just like working and it's all, it's all physicality. It forces you to
1: confront something so that you can't sit on the side thinking you like literally have to, Literally, bro, there's someone right there there that you have to think about how to choke out. Yeah. Yeah. It it forces you to like, not think about your passions, filmmaking for like an hour or whatever it is. Exactly. Or if, or if something's pissing me off that day, it's like, I'm headed to jujitsu
0: class and then all of a sudden I have to be completely focused or else the guy's going to like take me over, you know?
1: It's, that was like me working at the restaurant actually like when you go to the restaurant you have to think about the restaurant so you don't have time right. to play your audition and stuff dude that's intense that
0: you did that and so many actors do that bro i know I mean,
1: For better are you I,
0: know. I mean how's life now compared to back when are you still yeah are you still like looking after the kids and stuff
1: Is that i am i'm actually in between jobs at the moment that's why it's been so great but I'm talking <laughs> to a family right now about working as a personal assistant and dog watcher for them. Nice. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Those jobs I mean, are going to be better. You yeah. know. What? Those jobs are going to be better. Than working in the restaurants? Yeah. Yeah, working in the restaurants dominates your life, dude. Then if it's a fun restaurant, then that's great, but I never experienced that. And the reason why actors do it is like,
0: Like, what would you say is the most beneficial job for a creative? If someone is really passionate about, like, being an actor or being a director or a writer or whatever, and they come out here to Hollywood, like, everyone tells you you should be a waiter. But, like, what do you – like, there's really not even that much flexibility there. Like, you were even telling me when you were working for – like – Huh. finding
1: people to pick up shifts and all that kind of shit, it's like, it's just a pain in the ass. I do want to work another day, you know? I mean, I guess yeah. I guess some of them do but, uh, no, it's a very good question, dude, we talk about it a lot, like just in the sense that waiters you make good money for not having, like, a specific vocation in it, or like a college degree in it, that's pretty like an obvious thing for, like, actors to do as a side job, but I mean, my buddy's just telling me today, he's like, dude, go into sales for your side job, like nine to five, just do sales. That doesn't sound too easy either.
0: I mean, the nine to five thing is rough. Uh, if you're like locked to, if you're chained to a desk from nine to five. It'd probably be remote. Everything's remote now. Remote. I mean, it's kind of a different story. It also depends on what your remote job is. Like I hear people who, Like they have to write down every five minutes what the task was that they did. Like, it's it's insane. You know, it's rough.
1: Oh, wait, real quick. So how's, how's like your week and stuff been outside of, so you've been editing probably a a ton. It's taken up my whole life, but I don't know if
0: I shared this with you. I had a conversation with my producer, Ken, and he and I decided that we're going to fully move into features we don't even know what that means, and but we're going to figure it the fuck out. Because at this point, dude, after 31 days of Halloween, I feel like that's a really clean break. And it's like, look, we've made 90 to 100 fucking shorts. It's time. We're ready for the next chapter, bro. Like, we're fucking ready. Even if it means writing scripts that we can film out of our apartment that are still scary as fuck. Sure. Like, we figured out the structure of shorts. And we figured out how to make an effective short. But if our end game is making a feature, I feel like whatever your end game is, you have to like go as directly to that track as you can, as opposed to being like, I'm going to make this short in the hopes that maybe someone will give me a feature, which never happens nowadays. So it's like, just fucking make the product. Your first features aren't going to be that great, but like continue to do it. And then eventually you'll get really fucking good at it.
1: You got to do it, and obviously, like the uh, the writing book "How to Make Movies for Fun and Profit" says: write the best script you can ever conceive of, and then when you finish that, write another one. I love that, and then write another, one. I <laughs> <laughs> and go back to the beginning. And the, the first one was pretty shit, wasn't it, <laughs> dude?
0: I've written, I've written like seven feature scripts to this point. Yeah, no, I know. Basically, all shit total, total shit. I had to do all of those to get to this point where I'm like, okay, now I'm finally understanding structure and like how to do it. But that's the point where a lot of people give up. Like anyone listening, I want to let them know, like it's a fucking journey and it's, you know, just take it day by day and like make the best script you can. If it doesn't work out, move to the next, move to the next, move to the next. But like everyone feels like Like writing your first feature script is such a hustle that when you get to that point, you're over that finish line. You're like, "Well, now let me make this movie." Where's the funding?
1: Like, it doesn't work that. It It also just doesn't stop too. Like, even when you're a studio head, it's still a a hustle. It's just then you have your house in Beverly Hills. But (laughs) uh, no, the important part is to try to live, laugh, love. You know, like live, laugh, love. Yes, along the way, be nice to the people around you. You know, even when you get screwed in the back, just like try to watch some funny on TV, you know, keep going. And uh and then
0: fuck go. them in five years.
1: Yeah, you can always get him back tomorrow. No, yeah. Take the high road, make the world a little better place and how it treats you. And then uh, like in that one book, the writing book, they say do so in Hollywood, and uh once you make all that money, then you can go to New York City. Because if you live in New York these days without money, it is much worse. Um, Dude, it is much worse. It's like, you you have to try way harder. That movie Tick, Tick, Boom with Andrew Garfield kind of portrayed this young writer that was making musicals, and it was a true story. And it's just it's just a bloodbath how tough it was. And then finally, he finishes his first one that he put six years of blood, sweat, and tears into, and he gets hyped, and everyone's so excited, but nothing happens. And uh-huh. his agent's like, well right another one of the next one next, and the next. <laughs> and then the next one ended up
0: being i love that movie bro and i'm i'm really glad you saw it because yeah. we actually agree on one for once because We're i think as an it. artist any artist who's like trying to make it is going to resonate with that film
1: totally i didn't think it was like revolutionary either like that type of thing has been you know like we've seen that before but it was it's just can't take away from that it was a palpable intense story super yeah. thing and the moments were just great when when garfield is the writer like the morning of like he has like 12 hours before his like big opening for his play and it's like but first and like his friends in the hospital and he has to go but it's like first he has to deal with brunch sunday brunch at the restaurant that he works at and he's the manager or something and they're understaffed and that's exactly what we're talking about it's like it's just not easy for anyone. Dude, the hustle makes it worth it.
0: If someone were to, like, when we first started this whole thing, like, three, five years ago, whatever, yeah. and you were, like, given the, you were given the role of your dreams, I was given the film of my dreams with all the funding in the world, millions of dollars, bro, it wouldn't taste as sweet once we got to the top of that mountain.
1: Probably not it's every hey everything's a blessing and a curse. I mean I feel like I feel like the climb
0: is what gives it meaning. I really do because I think I think getting after it when like all the odds are against you. Dude, that's like the hero's journey. We're on the yeah. hero's journey now. And and right. the reason why it resonates with everyone and why why screenwriters are like hero's journey, hero's journey is because we see ourselves in those stories overcoming all these obstacles and getting after it day after day it's really fucking hard it's even harder than you think but you're continuing to overcome that's like that's the human spirit bro i
1: think that's what makes life worthwhile you know no that's that, that's true yeah. speaking of which uh my dad and i have been talking about uh the pilot duke of the valley that we did Oh like, yeah we're we're gonna do youtube We're going to put it on YouTube. Fuck yeah, dude. Give it to Caitlyn Jenner to tweet out like a teaser, and then she's going to tweet when we release the real thing like a week later. Maybe she'll go on TV, promote it, who knows. Bro, unreal. unreal. I just just watched it again this morning thinking like, because we're literally talking about this the last two days, and I'm like, was it as good as I remember? Maybe it's like aged poorly, like from, because it's been out for like two years now. We've had it. And then I watched it, and I was like, I humble it. I'm like, Dude, this is <laughs> so different than anything else. I think it's freaking hilarious. It's like so... It's so like... It feels like there's real stuff that it's inspired by. And it was taken from real stuff. Like the homeless guy and stuff. It, it's just so like... Uh, pointed and like fun. I thought. So, is it Mara in that too for like a scene? She uh, she was in the trailer. Yeah. We, trailer. Because we realized after the first episode maybe you'd benefit from having like a romantic love interest yeah love interest aspect and uh so yeah she did well in the trailer but
0: dude the uh that that is the strategy bro i'm so glad you're doing that when's it coming out when do you think you're gonna tweet it out
1: all we gotta do is uh we'll probably talk to one person in like influencer marketing and stuff just to make sure that we're like not missing any obvious protocols uh i think we should do that before we release it and then uh once you like square that away, we're gonna probably just do it ourselves. I don't think there's much to it. Put on YouTube. Hit upload. There you go. Um yeah, so I think in the next month. I mean, it'll get eyes on it. If nothing else, it'll be a Unreal calling card. Dude. You'll at least get some eyes on it, you know?
0: And I think I think especially since it's been like two years and it's still fresh now. Now's
1: the time. It's true. And, dude, I mean, it's Caitlyn Jenner. I, I was a little worried about, like, hey, are people going to take it the wrong way? It's like, but there's nothing in there that's, like, mean-spirited or anything. It's it's all pretty funny. Goofy. Hilarious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's that. Uh, what's
0: Valley Mentality? What's the latest? We're in the Sherman Oaks Fair this
1: Sunday. Nice. We Sounds got much. Yeah, we got a whole new batch of 40 sweatshirts for it, 90 hats. Uh and then we're doing our newest drop of clothing. We have these shirts, uh the circus Liquor shirts which I was wearing at the party. Yeah. And uh 50 of those and 16 limited edition crew neck sweaters with like this little like DM stitched. And I'm picking those all up tomorrow. And we're going to do a photo shoot and drop those next week. But it's a lot. I just, I got this little box thing for the booth, the credit card box reader. Cool. Um, Yeah, I'm having to learn about selling in person stuff. Dude. What an
0: experience.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited.
0: Come down if you're around on Sunday. I'll see if I can. I've got, I mean, the editing thing is fucking, I'm literally... Makes sense, but but dude, I'll try to stop by.
1: I'll try to, yeah, dude. No worry if if so, that'd be fun. Um, have you heard about the Sherman Oaks Fair? No, it's just in the valley, uh, it's like on the street in Ventura Boulevard, it goes all the way. And we're on the corner, we're on the corner of Ventura and Van Nuys, and uh, we're also going to try to do like the Studio City Farmers Market going forward. Sick, yeah, you you know anything about that?
0: Close at a farmer's market, no.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do. They, You know, they, they do, like, holistic, organic, like, clothes.
0: Uh, well, dude, it's dope because it's, like, it stands out, you know? People are out there. They're, like, buying apples and shit. And then they turn around. They're like, oh, fuck. Valley mentality. <laughs> Let's
1: go. So, I mean, really, it's just because it's in the valley and it's, like, a street market, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. How's uh? – all right, nice. So we got this freaking video coming out tomorrow morning. It's going to be huge. Have a good feeling about it.
0: What's yeah. that? I have a good feeling about it, bro.
1: I think it's going to blow up. Dude, let's fucking go. Let's make it happen. Um, Seeing anything good? Um, stuff. I've been watching Lord of the Rings series again. Game of Thrones series again. Game of Thrones is so depressing. It's just like they're constantly trying to outdo themselves for like how... Droll it can be, but it's fun. You? Uh, um, I've been watching the real
0: life doc on Jeffrey Dahmer, which is even more crazy and
1: fucked up than the narrative. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't doubt it. Real quick, I hear there's a documentary on fi- movie financing. My dad watched. He said it's inspiring. Oh no shit. You gotta watch it. Do you know what it's on or what it's called? It's called, it's just like on like Roku, like you just type it in on your smart TV. It's called, uh, my dad texted it to me, movie money confidential. He's Mm -hmm. like, it'll make you want to make a movie. They're like so smart in it.
0: Bro, I really appreciate that. Now's the time to watch that kind of shit.
1: I, wow. I couldn't think of a better person to tell that information. (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate that.
0: It's like, bro, the thing is the reason why uh, I've stuck to shorts for so long, and I'm sure people will resonate with this too, is like, you can just pick up a camera and get a group of people and make the thing that you want to make and not worry about financing or asking for money or any of that kind of shit. You did it. Yeah, dude. But when you move into the feature space it's like you just you're eating a whale like one bite at a time and it's and it's just figuring out that model and the more of it that you do the easier it gets and and you just start you know getting the ball rolling
1: but stuff like
0: that is really helpful because as filmmaker i'm totally blind to the whole process so it's just trying to learn
1: you should shoot to first of all you're so qualified to make features thanks you man. should you should try to make one indie feature yeah it was That goes crazy. And then you get hired to do studio film after that. There you go, bro. I think it's dope. I have a lot of respect for your
0: dad and Jimmy and those guys for making that film and just talking to Jimmy a little bit and hearing a little bit about like the process of making that thing. It's bro. It takes a lot, but it's possible, man. I mean, they had a lot of hurdles in that film, but they did it.
1: They did. We've talked about them. They're, I mean, they're hustlers by nature. My dad and stuff. The guy likes to gamble in yeah. life too. You know, they they're inspired. They love to do anything that's kind of fun. You yeah, know? make it fun. That give give the financiers a ride. You know, show them a good time. Make it funny. Uh, make it an experience that they can't get anywhere else. Right.
0: You got it. Also, and my dad
1: always says, "I just talked to my dad about like life and work ethic and stuff again." And he's so right. He always says, "Think outside the box."
0: Mm, so yeah,
1: standard out there. Figure out how to get there. Do what other people aren't willing to do.
0: Hundred percent, bro. I also think the power of intention is huge. And what I mean by that is like, if you really wrap your mind around the idea of doing something, like when your dad—I mean, you—you you had way more visibility to this than I did. But like, I have a feeling like when your dad had this idea um, to make this film, he completely wrapped his mind around it and was like, like you're saying, think outside the box. What's every fucking avenue that you can look, that you can go down to make this thing a reality. And that's the kind of fucking passion and, and just that you need behind a project.
1: And you have that already. I feel like that's not as hard to come by sometimes. Like, yeah, my dad totally, whenever he does anything, He gets obsessed he gets possessed and obsessed and he has enough money probably from his day job which is working in the world poker tour as a commentator that he can support himself like he gets so immersed and he comes up with stuff so quick but he also is emotional about that and he can get very down and stuff when he's like something's not working but then he bounces back quick and he truly you know they're artists like that but um, I think I'm actually, humbly I think I'm a little more even keeled sometimes than they are. I'm I'm able to take the hits better, but that's part of why they're so successful. It's because they anything, dude. Tennis, he's the same way. He would not pick up a tennis racket for two weeks when he lost in a tournament, and then he just a little just never get out of the game if you can help right. it. But.
0: Right. I think there are certain if you love something enough and you're into something enough. Like you might have those periods of just feeling down or whatever, but you're always going to come back because that thing inside of you, it just doesn't, it's more painful to just sit down and like lie on your back. than okay, let's just get after it again.
1: It might die. The love might die. And then it comes back. Just, I think, keep on trucking. Like day by day, you don't have to have it all figured out at all times. You can fail. And the point is, live to see another day and, and something will come.
0: That's it, bro. I think also uh, obsession is such a crucial part of this whole thing because if the way to make an impact like Steve Jobs, to have – to actually make the iPhone a reality, you have to be obsessed with this thing in order to move. But that's – bro, again, that goes back to human
1: spirit, intention, all that good shit. It is – same thing. I always come back to you, Be balanced too, though. Don't do it. up hole. You have to stay at peace. That's the it. Side the whole also, process. Process.
0: 100% it's that balancing act. Exactly. Bro. We but, balance each other out. Well, bro,
1: <laughs> we do. Yeah. It, it's fun. I know. I agree. Yeah.
0: Good luck at the fair. I hope to see you there. Me and, too, man. Thank you, dude. I'm sure you'll make a lot of sales, you know? We hope Locking so. Products. You're on. E- and I'm excited for this short tomorrow morning coming out. It's going to blow your minds. Let's, let's fucking go. I want to hear from you, cool. bro. You're going to love it. I can't wait, man. All right, bro. Until next bro. brother. Sounds All good. Night, bro. Peace.